This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. We did not receive the Holy Spirit to put us once again in bondage to fear, Romans 8, 15 says. We're going to talk about some very practical areas where we let fear overwhelm us, make us miserable, and torment us. Can I just say loud and clear, you cannot enjoy your life and be fearful at the same time. You cannot enjoy your life and be fearful at the same time. Fear, 1 John 4 says, fear hath torment. It torments us. And so some of these are fears that you may have and don't even know that you have. You don't even think about having them. But there are things over the years that God has dealt with me about and helped me get through. And they've really brought a lot of freedom into my life. This is a good one. Number two. Number two. I'm afraid I won't get what I want. Now, you know what? That causes us to do all kinds of silly stuff. I'm afraid I won't get what I want. John 21, 18. Prior to this, starting in verse 15, Jesus was talking to Peter. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. So John 21, 18. I assure you, now listen to what he said. Okay, now if you love me, I want you to hear this. I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, when you were young, you girded yourself, you put on your own belt or girdle, and you walked about wherever you pleased to go. (laughs) And I don't think this is talking about young in age. I think it's talking about young in the Lord. You know, a lot of times baby Christians, they don't, it takes a while to get into having a deal with all this God's will be done. (laughs) I mean, you want somebody to pray for you and get an answer, go to a baby Christian because God's just in the process of just showing out for them. (laughs) They're in that relation establishing thing. But the time comes when God says now, up until now, you've done whatever you wanted. But when you grow old or when you grow up, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will put a girdle around you and carry you where you do not wish to go. Now, this was so valuable to me because, man, there were things that I wanted. (laughs) You know, I'm a very, and I don't just want anything a little bit. If I want it, I want it. I know where I want to eat and I know what I want to eat before I get there. I even know where I would like to sit in the restaurant if it's one I'm used to going to. I have purpose, passion. And so I had this dream from God, this ministry dream. And I was working so hard and not much was happening. Everything was little, 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 little. And one day I was reading the Bible and came across that scripture. And fear kind of clutched my heart. Is God telling me I'm not going to get what I want? (laughs) And the Lord spoke this to my heart. 
If I ask you to go down to the riverfront and minister to 50 homeless people the rest of your life, would you do it just for me? I'm like, oh, no. Now, somebody over there said yes a lot quicker than I did. <laughs> you know why? Because I had a dream. <laughs> I had a vision. I knew how it was supposed to be. And you see, the truth was, is I did have a vision and I did have a dream. And this was God's will for me. But before he would give it to me, I had to be willing to give it up. Okay, I'm going to try that again. Before he would give it to me, I had to be willing to give it up. Come on, if you're a pretty single young girl and you're saying, I just cannot be happy if I don't get married, mm, you're going to stay single a while. <laughs> you... <laughs> well, I'm getting some sour looks. You say, well, you mean to tell me, I mean, I've got a word from God. <laughs> do you, do you, well, oh, oh, oh. here's the thing. You got to get God before the thing. <laughs> it's like, yes, God, I want to get married. I believe that you're going to provide for me. I believe that you're going to provide the right person, but let's just be clear that I can be happy without that because I've got you. This is what I'm talking about. Come on, this is what I'm talking about. So let's just say that maybe you were wrong about whatever you think that you're believing God for him to do. What if he made it clear that he wanted you to turn and go in an opposite direction? Peter, do you love me? <laughs> Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Well, feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Well, Peter, feed my sheep. Peter, do you really love me? Yes, Lord, you know I really love you. Why do you keep asking me the same thing? Well, take care of my people. Up until now, you've put your own girdle on and walked about wherever you wanted to go and did your own thing. And I kind of blessed it and made it work out. But if you really surrender to me, someone else is going to put a girdle around you and may carry you somewhere where you do not wish to go. Hmm. I guess there's not much to clap about, is there? And things have not turned out for you the way that you thought they would. But you know what? You can be happy anyway. You can be happy anyway. You know, I pray God that my joy is not tied up in this ministry and what I'm doing. Because you know what? When I'm no longer Joyce Meyer, I will still be Joyce Meyer. And I know somebody is going to see me someday when I'm about 95 and say, didn't you used to be Joyce Meyer? 
<laughs> well, see, the thing is, is I am still always going to be who I am because I'm more than what I do and you are more than what you do. You are much more than what you do. So let's not get our worth and value all tied up in what we do because the day will come when you can't do it anymore. Then what? I had somebody say to me recently that had been working for us basically all their lives. Started when they were a teenager. And some things changed and we didn't have the right position for them anymore. And we all agreed that it was time for a change, including the person. And it was really hard for him. And he said, I don't know who I am anymore. Well, see that we got to be so careful that we don't get our who tied up in our do. Amen. Amen. It doesn't matter if you clean the toilet, if you sweep the floor, if you clean homes for people, if you're the president of the company, if you're on the platform, if you're in the back row, that's not what gives us worth and value. The only thing that gives us any worth or any value at all is who we are in Christ. I'd like to be able to stand here tonight and tell you're going to get everything you want, but I don't think that that's very smart for me to do that. Because you may not. But I will tell you this, you will get what's right. I said you will get what's right. You may not get everything you want, but you will get what's right. We need to come to the point where we can say and really mean it, Father, your will be done and not mine. I mean, really mean it. We need to be able to say, I surrender all and really mean it. <laughs> not just a song we sing, but really mean it. You know, the cross that we carry is not a bunch of disaster and trouble all the time and just all kinds of wretched, tragic things happening to us. Well, this is just my cross to bear. No, that's not the cross we're asked to carry. Let's look at Mark 8, 34. And Jesus called to him the crowd with his disciples and said to them, if anybody intends to come after me, let him deny himself, forget, ignore, disown, and lose sight of himself and all of his own interests. No clapping for that either. And let, us, <laughs> and, let us and let him take up his cross and follow me. So he's telling me here that the cross that I'm to carry in life is to want his will more than I want mine, even to the point that if what I want is not what he wants, I'm willing to walk away from that and say, God, your will be done. Come on, we're having more meat tonight. This is not dessert. So many people are afraid they're not gonna get what they want. And when you've waited a while and you're not getting what you want, Got to be very careful that you don't start trying to make things happen yourself because, boy, you just make the mess worse. Now, number three, the fear of bad news and trouble. <laughs> Psalm 112, 7 and 8 in the ESV translation says, he is not afraid of bad news. <laughs> His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady. He will not be afraid until he looks in triumph at his adversaries. Not afraid of bad news. 
believing that something good is going to happen all the time. Psalm 46, 1 through 3. God is our refuge and our strength, mighty and impenetrable to temptation, a very present and a well-proved help in trouble. Everybody say, God is with me. And I'm the beloved. And I love Psalm 27, 13, and 14. I wrote a whole book based on this scripture. It's called Get Your Hopes Up. I want us to look at this together. Psalm 27, 13, and 14. David said, what, what, exclamation mark after each what in the Amplified. What would it become of me? Psalm 27, 13. (laughs) I want you to see it. What, what would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? What kind of life are you going to have if you just keep expecting more of what you had that you couldn't stand? I see, sometimes when we'd have trouble, 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 then we start getting afraid of trouble. And we're afraid we're going to have more trouble. You hear there's going to be a layoff at work and the first thing you think is, I'm going to lose my job. What would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness? Let me tell you something. Let's look at verse 14. Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of a good courage. Say and fear not. And let your help be stark, stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. We need to live with a holy expectancy that something good is about to happen at any moment in our lives. And I had so much fun writing that book and I still tell people all the time you need to get it. It's my happy book. Don't just kind of get up every day and hang around to wait and see what happens. Get up and start declaring some truth out of your mouth. I'm expecting God to do great things in my life today. I'm expecting favor. God loves me. He calls me the beloved. Good things are going to happen to me. God is with me. I have favor everywhere that I go. I'm not afraid of trouble. You know why? Because I can do whatever I need to do through Christ who is my strength. See, you don't have to be afraid if you say, I can do whatever I need to do. I'd rather not have trouble. But if I get trouble, I can still handle life and do what I need to do because God is with me and I know that it won't last forever and I will come out on the other side and something good is going to happen to me. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Boy, the devil hates for you to hear the kind of stuff you're hearing tonight. Dear Lord, pray for me and my protection. I mean it. We need your prayers all the time. Number four, the fear of failure. Boy, the fear of failure keeps us in these little tiny puny lives. The fear of failure is actually rooted in the fear of rejection. We're afraid if we're not good and successful that we won't be accepted. If I fail my test, if I lose the race, or if I fail in any way that I'm going to be criticized and rejected, I will not be chosen. You know, one of the things that I can remember from my childhood that was, 
the most gut-wrenching to me. And this really was not even a good way for things to be done. But at the grade school I went to, we had girls softball team and they would have two teams and two captains. And then the captains would stand there and choose out of the players who they wanted. (laughs) Any of you remember that? Look at that. Wasn't that terrible? Now, if you happen to be the star player, it was a lot of fun. But here's the thing. In a situation like that, I thought about this today. Somebody was always last. I wasn't last, but I was close to it most of the time. And people hate that feeling that nobody wants them. They hate that feeling that they're not the chosen one. But see, if you really know who you are in Christ, you cannot be chosen by the world and still know that you've been chosen by God. Chosen. Beloved. You know, we always talk about all the people that made it. But what about all the people who helped them make it? You know, I'm on this platform, but it takes 700 more people that work for us to make this happen. So you see me, but God sees them. Come on. And we've got sound people and helps people and we have people that come and volunteer at these meetings at their own expense and they travel from other places and pay to have the opportunity to serve God. <laughs> Let me tell you something. There are a lot of amazing people in the body of Christ. I mean, people who serve and people who help and people who sacrifice. And let me tell you something. They're just as important as the ones up front. I was thinking about the Olympics today. and You know, we always hear about and for years after cheer for the people that won the gold medal. Well, what about all the other people who ran just as hard as they did? And maybe they didn't get the medal, but they put out the same effort. They put out, they had the same desires. And the world is full of people like that. You know, really out of all the people in the world, there's only probably relatively few who are the ones that are noticed. But let me tell you something. God notices the people that nobody else notices. And I kind of got a sneaky suspicion. He's extremely fond of them. One day I was walking in kind of a, a pathy, woodsy area. I don't remember exactly where it was now, but there was this beautiful, these beautiful little flowers that were hidden like behind a rock and in a real out of the way place. And, and, uh, I just said to God, God, <laughs> 
Why do you even put something that pretty there? Nobody sees it. He said, I see it. And see, you may feel like that you're planted on the backside of a rock somewhere. <laughs> and nobody sees you and you don't understand what your value even is. But God sees you. And if you're alive just for his pleasure. Come on, I said, if you're alive just for his pleasure. You know, so many people miss the whole thing because they're wanting somebody in the world to applaud. Well, yeah, I get a lot of that, but I can tell you that doesn't make me any better than anybody else. <laughs> I want you to know tonight that you're valuable. That God loves you more than you could even possibly imagine. That he's not mad at you. That you are pleasing to him. That you don't have to live in fear of not being chosen because you have already been chosen by God most high. Amen. Chosen by God. <sighs> Ephesians 1, 4. Even as in his love, he chose us. Amplified Bible says, actually picked us out for himself as his own. <laughs> well, I might have not got picked for the baseball team, but God picked me. And God has picked you. Let me tell you something. You may feel invisible, but you're not. God sees you. He picked us out as his own in Christ before the foundation of the world <clears throat> that we should be holy, consecrated, set apart for him. <laughs> Blameless in his sight, even above reproach, walking before him in love. John 15, 16 says, you've not chosen me, I've chosen you and I have appointed you and I have planted you that you might go and bear fruit. I love that. Chosen, appointed, planted, and bearing fruit. I want you to go out of this place tonight believing that you're special. And you know, I'm not talking about having a puffed up, haughty, prideful attitude that you're better than everybody else. That's not what I'm talking about at all. The thing, the point I'm trying to get across is that we're all equal in Christ. Well, if and when fear comes knocking on your door, answer it with faith. Our faith must be based on the facts of God's Word, not on how we feel. Today we're offering you some really good teaching on fear and faith. Overcoming fear with faith. Now, I've done a lot of teaching on fear and faith in my life, and this actually is one of my favorite albums. It's four teachings on CD, and then we also have a booklet called Facing Fear and Moving Forward, or you can get both of them as a digital download if you prefer. You don't have to live in fear anymore. Jesus came to set us free. Now stay with us because I'll be right back after this to pray for you. It's amazing all the different things that people are afraid of. If you get out an encyclopedia and you just go down a list of phobias, the list is just like never ending of things that people can be afraid of. 
I think one of the things that I feared in the past was um, poverty. My biggest fear is flying. The world is a very uncertain place, but our God is faithful. I've used my faith um, to defeat the fear of poverty in my life. You know, the Lord said he'll provide. We actually took a trip to Chile and made that flight and everything went great. I think that um, I finally have freedom. There's something we can do about fear and that's confront it. You can learn to confront fear today with this four CD teaching, Overcoming Fear with Faith, along with the booklet, Facing Fear and Moving Forward. Order these resources today for your gift of $20 or more, or download them. Go to JoyceMeyer.org or call us at 1-800-727-9673. If you are a medical care professional, we need your help. In fact, people all over the world need your help. And it's an opportunity that will change your life as well. You see, through our volunteer medical trips, we travel all over the world to places that are very remote and have desperate need of health care. So go to our website, check out the schedules, and join us right here. We hope to see you soon. Experience God in a whole new way at the Joyce Meyer Conference. Three unique sessions with heartfelt worship and practical teaching to help you relax, refresh, and recharge your life. Coming to Austin, Texas, March 27th and 28th with worship by Matt Redmond. And Hampton, Virginia, April 24th and 25th with worship by Natalie Grant. For more information, visit JoyceMeyer.org or call 1-866-C-JOYCE. Well, today is a special day here at Joyce Meyer Ministries. We call it our celebration of prayer. Our entire staff will be praying for you, for healing, financial provision, salvation of a loved one, a relationship that needs healing, or whatever the need might be. You've sent in prayer requests, and even if you haven't, you're going to come under the covering of this prayer. And We want to ask that you remember us in your prayers also. If you haven't sent in your prayer request yet, it's not too late. You can send it online. But right now, I want to pray for you. Father, we so strongly believe in the power of prayer. And I know that you hear and answer our prayers. Sometimes we need to be patient and wait on you. But you answer prayer. And I pray over all the prayer requests that have been sent in and for everybody that's watching right now and praying along with me. I pray that whatever the needs are, that you will meet them, that you will show people what they need to do. If people are doing something that's making their situation worse, I pray that you'd show them that. You have given us wisdom, and I pray, God, that we would walk in that wisdom. Father, I thank you for providing financially, for healing sick people, for giving them direction, showing them what to do. I pray for people that are having relationship problems. You are our healer. You're our Savior, our healer. And I thank you, Lord, for touching people's lives today as they come under this prayer covering. Your word says in Ephesians 6 to cover everything with prayer. And that's what we're doing today. We're putting a prayer cover over everything that hurts and concerns people. 
And we're expecting you, God, to intervene and do what needs to be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for being with us, and you have a great day, and expect your prayers to be answered. We hope you enjoyed today's program. For more information, visit JoyceMeyer.org. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries.